look who it is. Look what the cat done dragged in. It is Lorianne. Hi guys, welcome back to a new episode of Woman to Woman. How are you guys doing? It's been so long. I had an episode um, planned to um, release with an amazing woman from Consciously Connected. However, I was going to release it this weekend, but with everything that was that has been going on, I didn't want to just release an episode and just be be done with it without speaking about things that have been going on as a black woman i feel like it will be doing such a disservice um so yeah we are here after so long it's kind of sad that this is the tone that we are starting on but like i said it is a necessary conversation now i wouldn't want to do this with nobody other than my good sis okay Miss Kristen Milan, baby. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey. Hi, my love. How are you? I'm good. And I know you just said we're starting off in a sad tone, but we've just had like a really good conversation. Yeah. And we've we've come out on the other side with the positives of it. So that's why I'm in a good mood. I'm not yeah. like, being disrespectful enough. No, 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 it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I don't think this is the moment. We can be sad, but we don't have to be too, too overwhelmed with yeah. everything that's going on. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so, hey, hey, guys. So, January, we had the sad passing of Kobe Bryant. We also had, um, I think, was that when we had the fires? I'm not sure. That I think that was February. Mm-hmm. We had the fires. March, we had coronavirus show up and show out yeah. and show her ass. And, unfortunately, we had so many deaths. Um, with the coronavirus and if we're still still in a global pandemic can you imagine so in March we had that and then April we had lockdown yeah. completely May uh, it was still lockdown and at the end we had the unf- unfortunate no May was when the Ahmad Aubrey. Aubrey case came to light and then end of May we had the unfortunate passing of George Floyd Breonna Taylor as well. I hope I'm saying her name right. And then right now we're in a race hall. So this year, this year, the settings have been put completely differently. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie that we're in right now is a, like Chrissy said, a psychological thriller. Um, but I think this is a movie that we necessarily need to watch and necessarily have to be actively partaking in. So, um, hi, Chrissy. How have you been? How have you found hey. the last couple of weeks? And um, as a black woman, what has your experience been with and in the inter- entertainment space as well, being an influencer staff and content creator? What has your experience been like, kind of seeing everything and your response to it? I think overall, I was trying to put everything, put how I felt into... One, because I just, I didn't understand it. I was sad. I was heartbroken. I was angry. I was frustrated. And the only word that could come out to describe all the feelings that myself and I'm sure a lot of other black people are feeling right now is disappointment. Yeah. Because it's just, when when you hear the news, the only thing you can say is not again. Yeah. And that feeling in the pit of your stomach, just knowing how, what a, an injustice our entire livelihood has been yeah is it just rocks you to the core um i think hearing everything that's happening it's just so sickening and then the responses to it on top of that has also been disappointing i mean on on one hand it's been 
great seeing everyone come together and talk about an issue that we've been trying to scream for years. Yes. It's been great seeing everyone come together, but at the same time, it's just been disappointing that it took this many lives for us to get to this point. Yeah. Um, so I think the only word disappointing, really. Yeah. And for me, it's kind of been overwhelming as well, because I think, like you stated earlier, um, in other times when we've had a passing of like Trayvon, we've had a passing of so many of our black brothers and sisters, it's been like we've had other outlets to be able to digest everything. Yeah. So we've been able to go on holiday. We've been able to detach ourselves because we've got work mm. and we've got mm-hmm. meetings to get to and we've got things to do. We've got friends to meet up with. In this time where there is nothing to do but to stay glued to our phones, it has been extremely overwhelming. The amount of things we have to, we've had to relive for once. Yeah. The amount of experiences we had to relive, the amount of convers- un- uncomfortable but necessary conversation that we've had to have. Um, and just the amount of, be- to some extent, begging for respect, mm, just mm-hmm. as human beings that yep. we've had to have. Yep. And having people still not understand the no. fight that we're fighting has been so overwhelming. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things where there's so many different layers to it. So there's straight up murder by police officers. Then there's microaggressions. Then there's the gaslighting of people not believing us. Then there's so much, so many layers to it. And I think for all of us, it's been overwhelming because usually we'll like, we'll deal with one issue at a time. Like something will happen. We'll talk about that. But this has exploded a conversation which i'm proud it has it's exploded a conversation about everything yeah. we've been through we, yeah i think usually like when this happens there's been a conversation around police brutality and mm-hmm. then we'll pause and then we'll keep talking but now it's it's everything, everything. has been put on the table mm-hmm. all the way down to how brands are reflect what you were saying about me in like the influencer industry just seeing how like brands are responding to racial injustice all the way down to talking about our own experiences all the way down to why people talking about their ignorance yeah everything all at once <laughs> it's been a lot like we usually tend to stick to maybe about like three microaggressions yeah. per day but it has been a lot yeah. at once and honestly we've suffered enough we have we have and it's so sad that and i think a lot of people are saying and we again had the conversation of it's not our responsibility to educate white people on how we have been affected mm-hmm. because it's been going on for too long for you to be igno- ignorant to the to the things that have happened. And I feel like sometimes white people say things and they know that there is an undertone to it. Um, and we've never had the balls to say, yeah, bro, why don't speak to me like that. Mm-hmm. But I think in this moment where we can, it's important to continue having our foot on the gas and keep these conversations going. Because yep. in my 25 years of living, I've never had the ability to speak to um, a CEO about my experience as a black woman in a company. Mm-hmm. And today, like the last couple of days, I've had the ability to do so. Yeah. So I think it's, a, it's we're, in, we're at a very important time. Um, so for you, how have you kind of tried to be present, but be mindful of yourself? And, you know, I, we spoke about it, it might be cowardly to take a step back. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I think it's important to know that if you need a break, someone else will carry the fight until you can come back again and yeah. fight. So for you, how have you 
try to be present, stay informed, but also take care of yourself. Hmm. So I think right now it's very easy to go into information overload yeah. and to just take in everything that everyone is saying. For me, that's what I started with. I would, as soon as I got up, I'd be scrolling, 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 reading, reading, reading to start my day. And that's mm -hmm. how I'd internalize everything. And the rest of the day would be started on that note. Yeah. I still do that. Don't get me <laughs> wrong. I still do that. But now I'm very selective about the conversations that I'm tuning into. Because yeah. Everyone deserves the right to rant and speak about how they're feeling. But I don't have to I don't have to read it right yeah. now because the conversation needs to focus on change mm -hmm. and I can't internalize everyone else's feelings. Yeah. So one of the ways I'm trying to do that is to read sources that are going to help educate me on the issue and allow me to speak up better when the time comes. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I can't be scrolling on my timeline reading everyone's account of their experiences because it, it's too traumatic. Yeah. Because you relate to it so much and you're so frustrated and you feel so helpless. Reading everyone's experiences, it can literally make you feel weak yeah. and sick. Yeah. So I've just kind of stuck to, okay, how can I be more productive in this conversation? So mm. just about looking at what's actually wrong. Like, where's the root of the problem? Mm -hmm. What are the facts? Mm -hmm. And how can I regurgitate that in a way that moving forward from in the rest of my life use these like use what i'm learning in rooms that need to hear these conversations yeah, so yeah. i'm kind of like i don't know what the word is for it like get my weapons ready yeah, yeah. to like go out all guns blazing yeah um i think that's been my main thing but it's been tough like it's hard to see because you can't ignore it you've you can't yeah even if you wanted to we're living it yeah like, we can't ignore it yeah so it's been tough um but it's just taking it one step at a time and um, where we just ended where I was talking about black joy watching videos of black people enjoying themselves is my number one thing right yeah. now because that's the main that's what's that's what's important to me right now to make sure that our quality of life continues to be great no matter what fight we're fighting yeah. at the same time yeah 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 cool I made me forget what I said <laughs> I was agreeing with you so much that I forgot what I wanted to say um yeah I definitely think that's important I also think for me I hit a point where I remember you texted me and you was like, how are you doing? And that day I, I actually had a crying session because mm. I was, I think the George Floyd thing happened May 28th, mm -hmm. I think. 29th, I was on the internet. 30th, I was on the internet. 31st, I think you, you messaged me on the 30th. And I, I'd internalized so much that I broke down that day, I cried. Mm. Because everything I saw, I was like, I could not cry. Because there's a fight to be had. I have to, I have to think strategically as to how I can move the conversation forward. How I can move the conversation forward. And I think on the 30th, I think that's when they also announced that weekend that they were closing the Billy Majinga case. And for those that don't know who Billy Majinga is, she was a key worker who got spat in the face whilst working by a man who kind of proclaimed that he said that he had coronavirus. Um, he spat on her face five days later. A couple of days later, she went into hospital and she died. Um, until this day, we haven't had justice for her. And for me, as a as a black woman, as a Congolese woman, it was the straw that broke the camel's back because my mom is a key worker. Mm -hmm. You know, my aunts are key workers as well. So some of them work within the NHS. Some of work. Some of them work postal office and stuff like that. So for me, that was such an internal hurt because. That could have been yeah. 
my auntie. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that kind of broke me to the point where I was like, "This is a, this is a, this isn't just a U.S. fight. Mm-hmm. This isn't just a because George Floyd died. I think he was the last straw. He was the catalyst for people to be like, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. So that day, I kind of had to take a step. I I literally had to come off mm-hmm. the internet mm-hmm. and I had to be like, this is this is this is too much. Um, we spoke again and we were like, when black people are saying we're tired, it's not to be taken lightly. Mm-hmm. We are exhausted. It's not to be taken lightly because this is, this is 25 years of fighting. This is 25 years of me being on this earth and having uncomfortable conversations with my parents, my brothers, my brothers going out and me literally telling them, please don't be going out there and getting in trouble with the police. Mm-hmm. Me. I remember I used to have times where I'd go home and I would see a police van going past my like on my street and praying to God, let it not stop at my house, let it not stop at my house, please, because I was always scared that something would happen to my brothers mm-hmm. or something would happen to my sisters or do you know what I mean? So yeah. when we say we're exhausted, we are exhausted. If we could educate all of the white people about what we've been through, we would I would have, but. We've had to deal with our own trauma. Mm-hmm. And to teach you about our trauma and to relive our trauma over and over again. Yeah. It's actually it is. give us a break. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. And I think every time this happens, as we were saying that when it happens, it's like it could easily be your mother, your brother, your mm-hmm. sister. And it's just like that representation in itself alone, like we're from completely different parts of the world Mm -hmm. but our blackness is what brings us together and to think that a man in america has died from the color of his skin and to think about everything else that comes after that that's happening it's just oh it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot lot. and to think that there's people out there who are still denying racial the effect and I think I've gotten to the point where I'm not going to try and persuade anybody that I matter. I'm not going to try mm-hmm. to persuade anybody that the fight that I am fighting is because of an actual cause. It's because black people are dying at, at a, an alarming rate and unjustifiably. Mm-hmm. I am not... I, it doesn't bring anything else to the table. And I think we need to move from trying to persuade people that we exist, trying to persuade people that we matter, to just trying to go into rooms that we can make changes in. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had... I, I come from a place where I have a lot of friends around me that are doing amazing things, have own businesses. Uh, my friends are popping. A lot of them are popping. And one thing that they've taught me is um, the, import- and the importance of leveraging where you are. Um, like we were talking about, it's not about how you're fighting it's about the fight period so i think it's important to in the rooms that you're in speak if you have the ability to speak yeah push the conversation forward if you have the ability to do so um leverage the fact that you might be the only black person in your team bring the conversation forward it doesn't matter if you're junior level or at a senior level, um, because someone might hear you at a senior level speak at a junior level and take you into rooms where your voice 
needs to be had. Yeah. Um, so I think it, it, it is important to to continue the conversation forward. 100%. And I think that's what I'm saying about we don't, while we're tired, we don't have the luxury of stopping yeah. just yet. Like we have such a long way to go. Yeah. I think the last two weeks has yeah. proven how little people know mm-hmm. and understand about the black experience. And we're just in a place where we are making waves in some industries yeah. and we just have to keep going. Yeah. We have to put our foot in a gas so that we can leave the door open for people who look like yeah. us to walk into the room. Cause yeah. there's such a long way to go. Definitely. And I think as well, one thing that annoyed me is I saw, I saw um, people talking about let's educate, let's not educate black people, um, white people any longer and stuff like that. And I get it. But I think it negates from the fact that we still have a responsibility. Mm. I feel like, I, yep. and it's annoying because yes, let them educate themselves. Let Yes. I'm not going to sit in a boardroom and tell you what I've been through for 400 years. You are going to go and do the research, mm-hmm. of course, but do not negate your responsibility as someone that has a platform maybe yep. that can have an influence Yes, you've spoken about race before, and yes, you've you've done the work prior, but the 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 work continues. Mm-hmm. I saw such a powerful video of this man talking. He said, "For three hundred and eighty-one days, I don't know if you've seen it. I'm gonna send you the video. For three hundred and eighty-one days after Rosa Parks had that issue with the police, yep. three hundred and eighty-one days, black people walked, took cabs, they they organized buses, they organized." Um, walks with each other to go to work, to go shopping sprees to and to not use buses at all mm-hmm. for 381 days. The ec- the economy felt it. They felt it. So they had to have a kind of a restructure and a conversation about what had happened. Yeah. And I think that's where we need to be at. Be committed to the cause to a point where, yes, you've done the work before, but the work continues and mm-hmm. it needs you. We need all of the forces that we can. Yep. So I think negating the... Conver- um, diverting the conversation to white people need to educate themselves. I, I feel like I've done the work, does nothing for the cause. Mm-hmm. We know that you're proud to be black and you love being black, but it does nothing for the cause and pushes it forward. Yeah. So I think it's so important for us to kind of be in a space where we can, you know, like speak do up. things, speak yep. up. Yep. I think do it's things. so important. That's what I'm doing right now. I've gone back to the point where for a while I was just like that. I was like, I'm tired. Like I'm so tired yeah. of educating or being that person to have to explain things to people. But after this has happened, I just don't have the luxury of doing that anymore. Yeah. So I'm making sure that I'm clued up because I'm ready to school people in blackness. Yeah. I'm ready to learn every big word there is to make people feel stupid yeah. for not understanding. <laughs> I, I am ready to fight. Like I'm yeah. amped up and like, no, don't let anyone drown out your voice. Yeah. Learn as much as you can yeah. and have your weapons ready because I'm telling you, the world isn't as unified as it looks online yeah. and there are people out there who are ignorant and who who need to hear you speak mm-hmm. and you have a responsibility. And it's sad to say that we have that responsibility because we want to just be like, I'm just yeah. trying to live my life, but we don't have the luxury of doing that. We have no. to continue the conversation. Because everything we do, I feel like everything we do as black people in recent years, I think as well, we spoke about um, kind of what has this time meant for us as black women who have businesses, who have platforms. What does this time mean? And I think more than ever, we are doing this for the people that are going to come after us. Mm-hmm. We are doing this for women that are going to come after us. We're doing this for kids that won't have to take part in protests about 
the fact that they matter. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important to understand your responsibility as a black person, as someone who might have a platform, as someone who might be able to educate people that I may never have the opportunity to be in the same um, space. Mm-hmm. Someone like Jackie Anna speaking to the CEO of Fashion Over. Fashion Over from where? Mm-hmm. Fashion Over don't know me. Mm-hmm. So to have someone in, the, in that position is important. Yeah. So like you said, it doesn't matter how you're fighting. Fight. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you've got a pocket knife or you've got a sword. Swing it. It does uh, not matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hello, please. I don't mean that literally. Okay? I will not bail you out. Okay? I don't have the money for it. So please, take everything I'm saying metaphorically. Okay? Because I don't want no one DMing me saying, but sis, you said pocket knife you better you better you better fight with your words you better educate yourself <laughs> imagine someone goes to protest with a pocket knife and says the unknown woman to woman said <laughs> what we mean to say is paint your part of the picture yeah exactly. and at the end we'll all have a bigger picture that we all contribute Thank you, thank you, Chrissy. Said I'm okay. Chrissy Luther King. I'm Malcolm X in this bitch. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> we don't condone. Violence. We do not condone violence. We don't. We can have peaceful ways of doing things. But yeah, so it's kind of like that. Like Chrissy said, paint your part of the picture. It doesn't matter how you paint, as long as you've got, you know, you're there. You're showing up. You're showing out. And yeah, you're just doing yeah. doing stuff. And while it's important to highlight our struggles, also be loud about our joy. Yeah. Celebrate our work, our businesses, our art, mm. our ent- like yeah. everything black. Wave the flag yeah. high, because as much as they need to hear about our pain, they need to remember how great we are. Come at the on, same time. come on, like a lot of the culture that we're celebrating, a lot of the culture that are in white spaces, white spheres. Is because of us. It it is because of us. Mm-hmm. You got a rhythm in your in your booty because of us. You you know you braid your hair and you do your makeup a certain way is because of black culture. Let's not mm-hmm. sugarcoat it any longer. So this isn't a time to be timid or shy about your blackness. This is the exact time to amplify your voices, to amplify our wins as well as our struggles. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I just yeah, I just feel like it, as, as much as it's a it's a hard time to be in, as much as it is a weird time to be in, it's so necessary. Yeah. Um so yeah. Um I don't know how what do you think the trajectory is gonna be like or look like for a lot of businesses? Um we spoke about Jackie Iano speaking out against Fashion Nova, mm-hmm. pretty little thing, Revolve, um also um Sharon don't know her last name, the founder of Yoma Beauty, who mm-hmm. spoke of, about brands pulling up or shutting up about racial injustice and kind of showing how are you really standing in the gap for black people? So for you, what, what does that look like, the trajectory of I brands? think right now, the conversation is, it's gonna, it's gonna be a more conscious conversation. Yeah. I think it's unfortunate that it's taken this much of a fight mm-hmm. to get them to hear us and yeah. understand the importance of why they need to take a stand. Yeah. But I think from here on out, there's going to be, 
I don't know how much change there's going to be, but the conversation has definitely been started. And I'm telling you, there was no conversation before. Yeah, yeah there absolutely was not. Mm-hmm. Not in any way, shape or form. So I think the conversation is going to start from here on out. And I think us as black people are going to start consciously looking at, I hope, who we shop with. I think mm. we're going to mm. start to see people for who they really are. I yeah. feel like a lot of people are very, a lot of brands are very performative yeah. and they have all the right words and they're talking the talk, but inside that it's empty and it's going to be, it, right now it's just a thing of us having to watch what they do next. Yeah. Um, the only thing we can do is keep being loud about it. And I think, what Jackie did when she called them out was so instrumental mm. to this entire movement because they didn't want to take any responsibility. None at all. And it, it wasn't until she said something did they start doing something. Yeah. And we need while we need more people like that, I'm so grateful that we have her yeah. in that position right yeah. now. Um, I think for the moment, there's going to be a lot of conversations about how to go f- move forward. Mm-hmm. But it's going to take time before we see actual change. Mm-hmm. Because there's so much that they need to change yeah. internally. Like it's, it's not as easy as hire a black person Yeah, it's not. at all. It's not as easy as that. There's so much bias that needs to be changed. There's even in the employee structure, one, it's, there's one thing to hire a person that's black and there's next thing to have them feel comfortable in your environment. Yeah. Can you create an environment where your black employees feel comfortable to stay in? Yeah. Um, it's going to be a long fight. Mm hmm. But I think there's going to be some change. Yeah. I have hope that there will be. Yeah, same. What's what's like, if you could share one experience, one bad experience of your black woman experience in the workplace or something like that, what would it be? And then we'll share a good one. Oh, Just so that a people bad understand. One. A bad one. Okay. Oh, a bad one. Let me think. So I remember when I had this, I got a job in this, um, beauty clinic in Chelsea as like the receptionist um, and I didn't think about it at the time but it kept playing on my mind mm-hmm. when I had the interview um, the guy was like to me oh um, yeah you just you're so well spoken with that ounce of surprise in his voice mm. and I was thinking <coughs> mm, I don't know what that means mm. I don't know what that means mm. and then about two weeks into the role I had a conversation with one of the other like receptionists because it's like part time, and I told her to do something. Um, that was like basically like a handover. I told her to do something. Then the next day, I got called into that guy's office again. He was like, "Yeah, um, we don't have that type of like aggressive behavior when we're telling people how to do things." And I was like, "Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Aggressive? <laughs> I'm like." Like the gentlest person yeah, I know. Yeah, Chrissy is literally. And I just said no. I'm sorry. Like, it was small, but it was so specific, yeah. and I couldn't. There was there was no other way to place it mm-hmm. except. Okay, you guys don't really understand. Like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave. Mm. I didn't go back. Mm. Oh, I, wow. I, I didn't go back. I was like, no. The micro the microaggression. And no. that's the thing. I think people, <clears throat> people that people that are not black don't get it or people that are not of being whatever they want to call it people of color do not understand racism plays in different vessels you know Mm -hmm. the macro aggression especially in the uk 
that we receive as black people is absolutely wild. It is. And do you know what? The UK is such a passive-aggressive place. <laughs> Everything is undertone. Everything. how long have you got, <laughs> fam? Because... It's such a passive-aggressive place. And if you miss it, it is so easy to miss. Yeah. And it's so easy to, like, question your own... Yeah. It's so easy to think, oh, like, did that... Even me telling that story now, I'm just thinking, wait, did that actually happen? Because I'm just like, no. Because... You wouldn't, ha- if a white person walked into that room, you would not have been so surprised that they're well spoken. Yeah. You would not have been. And it just goes to show that, like, it comes in all forms. And I think people think that racism is this big white cloak and a pitchfork mm. coming at you, calling you the N word, when it's like, um, no, mm. it's that person in your office that looks at you funny yeah. when you have a certain type of food in yeah. the room or ask you stupid questions about yeah. your hair or ask you if you wore shoes to school in your home country or <laughs> ask you, where is your home country? Like, I live down the road. What are you saying? Yeah. Like a a sense of you don't belong here. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's my experience as well. Like where I work, um, there's this, there's this white lady. You can just tell, you can just tell when someone does not like your kind, like Mm -hmm. the way she, cause where I work, the people are, a lot of the white people I work with are quite, quite nice. But this this one, I, the moment that they told me that I was working with her, my soul was unsettled, mm-hmm. my spirit was unsettled, and she made me she made me feel like my feelings were valid for me to be so uncomfortable. So I would I'm very like if I can work with people, so I'm very much like yeah let's work together. Right, right, right. She would dismiss me. She wouldn't reply to my emails. She wouldn't reply to my emails, um, and then when something wasn't done, she would blame me for it. But it's mm. like, sis, mm-hmm. I've emailed you mm-hmm. um, and you're not you're not moving fast enough and yeah. stuff like that. And um, I just think it goes back to the microaggression that we face as black people. Excuse my mic. The microaggression that we face as black people that it doesn't have to be blatant. Mm-hmm. There's a discomfort that we feel when we enter certain rooms yeah. um, that isn't fair. That as a black person, you will never feel... Um, I went to Sephora. I went to um, a Sephora in Malaga, I think, when I went on holiday with my boyfriend. God, to buy. I wanted. I was so excited. Oh my God, Sephora! Because we don't have Sephora in the UK. Yeah. I went in the shade variation (laughs) was from beige to triple beige, (laughs) and that's it. And I said, I looked at the um. I looked at the um, shopping assistant and I said, is this, is this all you have? And she was like, yeah. I said, babe, let's go. Do you know what? And that's it. It's and that hurt. It's just the erasure and the dismissal. It, it literally doesn't have to be her calling the N-word. It's yeah. just the, those small things. And then even what you're saying about this woman at your workplace, she might not even realize that she don't like you because yeah. she's she's associating how you look with different other like a load of different adjectives that you don't yeah. even want to hear, yeah. and automatically she's seen you as less than. Yeah, and that's just so sad. Yeah. Like it's just because before I can speak, you've already made up your mind about me. You've already made up your mind, and about that's me. what we mean when we say we have to work twice as hard. We cannot afford to mess up mm-hmm. because it's just going to come back down to mm-hmm. why we're incapable in the first mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. So, but in saying that being black is dope in saying that in the same breath, 
being black is dope. I've had so many times where I've looked at the black, I've looked at how far we've come as black people and the black joys and the black wins and the black businesses that have mm-hmm. opened. And I've been like, yeah, man, we are necessary. Yep. We are required. Yep. We are dope. We are amazing. And as I've said, like when our last one ended, we wouldn't, I'm telling you, there's not one of us that would choose to be anything else yeah. but yeah because to feel so our feelings are like there's such a community no matter where we come from we're yeah. having this conversation now and as i said we come from two different parts of the world but we relate so much yeah. on so many different levels and yeah. just that community there it's lit it's lit man it's dangerous but it's lit i'm sure <laughs> um and you're gonna get cancelled for that yeah no i know but <laughs> I'm joking, it's not to minimise the issues that we're having at the current moment. But it's just like, yeah, man, we are dope. We are dope, we're dope, we're dope, we're necessary. I wanted to say something. I wanted to say something. I wanted to say something and it just went out my head. Do, 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 do. Just gonna wait for her to remember. Um, yeah, I don't I don't Black know. Joys. Black joys. It's so important to, you know be here mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about yeah and then i said there's a community within us like we wouldn't choose to be anything yeah else. and i think we spoke about that as well um y'all go and listen to the last podcast me and well, however you're listening to this me and christy done a podcast earlier um about community and about coming together and about the importance of fighting one fight at a time mm-hmm. and not coming against each other about oh, yes. an, a, the last fight that we had and it's like, as a community, we could we can have arguments indoors, mm-hmm. but when it comes to fighting a fight, um, let's do it with all our guts. So um, yeah. let's do it with everything that we've got because we need a change, man. Uh, so many people that have passed need justice. I want Breonna Taylor to get justice. I yeah. want George Floyd to get justice, and not just passive justice, not just we're marching and then that's it. Mm. No, systematic justice Mm -hmm. and i think also next steps for me and i want to ask christian as well what do you think next steps would be um to make this tangible um to make a change tangible and i think for me next steps will be don't just be about it like be about it so you can get involved in grassroots organizations you can get involved in you know council meetings and i don't think people understand that even if you're as long as you're in the room, you can make a change. Mm-hmm. So get involved in any any way aspect that you can. Like get involved in the police meetings that you have in, in your borough, in your councils. Get involved in, in, even if you feel unease, having that one person can open doors for yeah. the next five, six black people yep. or people of colour to come in and give their opinion on what's going on. So I think infiltrate, let's infiltrate. There's something happened in Boston um, where two Boston police pushed an elderly oh man. Oh, my God. Fell, on, fell to the ground, and my man's head was bust open. Like, it was bleeding. They might as well have shot him in the head. Mm-hmm. How he was bleeding. I was like, elderly. I think he was 75. He was 75. 75 activists. You lot are pushing him. And I saw a policeman trying to help him up, and his friend was like, no, 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 let's go. Yep. And just left him there. The police system needs a reform. But wait, sis. Why did 57 policemen in the same place walk past no 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 
they no. So the two policemen, they um got um taken off the force yeah. without without pay. Fifty seven of them resigned in support in support of the two men that got fired. Sorry, what? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Now. What? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like me and you kicking somebody for no reason and not helping them. And then 57 people saying, yeah, we stand by you, even though we've done something that... These people are... Are inherently evil. So I say that to say this, yeah? If you're in Boston, there's 57 new jobs, okay? Go and apply, okay? (laughs) And that's what I mean by infiltrating. We need to be in the spaces where decisions are being made, Mm -hmm. where laws are being changed where reforms are being done. So it's like, we can all be, we can all talk about it. We can all shout from the biggest rooftops how much Black Lives Matter. Yes, they do. But be actionable with what you're saying, if you can. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying, not everybody can apply for a job in the police force and get it. Yeah, I think that's that's part of the message that needs to be important where while we're asking you to fight the fight, all we're asking you to do is maybe pick one. Yeah. Because another 10 people are going to pick one too. Yeah. And then that's enough. So don't feel overwhelmed that's telling you that you have to go paint the town red and change yeah. the world. Pick one fight and be guns blazing in yeah. that because the change you can make is... I'm telling you. It's going to be monumental. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I saw a girl tweeting that um, she's not even a senior level and she spoke about what's going on and the racial injustice that she has faced um, just generally. And the CEO called her to be on a board meeting about how they can change things, how there they can go. change the recruitment system and stuff like that. So it's like, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, it's for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, don't let anybody belittle you because you're fighting how you're fighting. Just yeah. keep, 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 keep the pedal on the gas and let's keep going. Let's move yeah. the conversation forward. Um, and everyone plays an important part. Don't feel like because you're not at the protest that you didn't do what needs to be yeah. done. Maybe you're Sad online that's the one teaching more people about yeah. it. Maybe you're the one that's, you don't even have an online presence, but you're going to these council meetings and actually making change. We all play a part in making this yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah. Do you know how many petitions I've signed? Mm-hmm. How many, how much money I've, I've given? Because there was a point I felt uncomfortable about going to protest, but I was like, my voice will be heard somehow, somehow. Yeah. I have a platform with quite a few followers. Let me push push the push the information out there yeah. so someone can hear it so do what you can with the capabilities that you you have yeah don't overdo yourself and and don't and don't feel like you're under delivering you're not i had a i had a 16 year old message me um saying i feel like i'm not doing enough because i can't give money to mm. the cause mm-hmm. and i said to him you signing the petition is more than enough yeah you being present, you educating, you moving forward with the message is more than enough. You standing in your blackness is more than enough. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and I want to, and this is one thing that, because I, I said to you, like, I sent an email to the CEO after he sent out his stupid statement. Mm. And I said to him, we don't want handouts. No. We're not looking for pity statements. We're okay. We're resilient enough, you know. We're strong enough. We've been fighting this fight. We don't want your pity statement or you to look down at us as if we're charity cases. That's not what we're asking for. We're mm-hmm. asking to be seen as equal. We're asking you to pull your weight yep. in, in, in this race war that's been had that we're trying to end rather than start. Yeah. So 
in whatever capacity that you can do something, do something. Like, and don't feel like you're not doing enough. Don't, yeah, so, I don't know. I don't know. I hear that. Yeah, so. I hear that. So, yeah, guys, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so, um, just to leave you with something, like, um, black is beautiful. These are necessary conversations that need to be had. Yeah. Um, we will get through this. Hopefully, we will get past this on a more positive, positive note. Um, I will say forever and always, Black Lives Matter. Support Black businesses. Support Black entrepreneurs. Support Black influencers. Support support Black content creators. Um, and yeah, what um three Black owned companies you want to shout out right now? Oh, three, three Black owned businesses, things, or platforms, okay. or people. Okay, okay. First, um, Rebecca Tembo Wait. luxury jumpsuits. The one and only Rebecca Tembo, Tembo, Tembo. Hey, Rebecca, come on my podcast. <laughs> the Rebecca Tembo brand is of luxury. Mm-hmm. It is for a woman of power, mm-hmm. and I'm encouraging you guys to check it out and buy black because that's where we need to be right now. Yeah. Business number two. I'd say Social Fixed. They are advertising um, job opportunities for the BAME community, mm-hmm. which is incredibly important. And number three, I would say, oh, why can I not think of one more? Um, number three, I would say Beauty Bakery Makeup, because it's important to have beauty brands that are black owned. Yes. Come on, Kashmir. She's my babe. She doesn't know, but we're friends. She's the owner of Beauty Bakery. Sorry, I didn't know. Wow. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that just negated my... And those are my three black businesses <laughs> that I would support. Um, I think right now there's a lot of people shouting out a lot of black businesses mm-hmm. in like the current space that we're in, but I, it's important that we carry this on mm-hmm. um, and put in necessary spaces to continue amplifying these voices because, um, yeah... Yeah. A few shout outs on your story just for two days. Won't make the waves that it needs to make. So let's just keep going. Yeah, definitely. Um, I could go on for days about the black businesses and people you should support because let me tell you something about being black, yeah. Some people are so dope. Like I remember there was a period in May I felt so overwhelmed because we were re-strategizing what woman to woman looks like, rebranding, and I was just like, Oh my god. And I went on Instagram and I would see like my black friends, women and men, just putting up that they're doing this and they're doing that and they're doing this. And I'm just like, oh my God, some of you guys are my friends. Excellent. So it feels so good. So there's so many people, but um, firstly, I have to, I have to, this is, I don't care if it's biased, but you lot need to check out Got Mag, Got Magazine, um, pushing everything black and youth-based. Um, they're doing amazing, incredible things in the creative scene. Um, and, you know, the finals are kind of dope still. My friend, um, Shani Mears, um, who is doing incredible things, she has a platform called um, Girls Let's Talk, um, specializing in creating spaces for women to kind of have conversations and pushing conversation forward. She's also having really, really dope conversation in places like Mount, like LinkedIn and stuff like that. Um, 
I know this girl called Chrissy Milan who's dope as well. She has a platform called Ooh, The CEO Table. And she's a content creator and she's really, really pushing black female voices around. She's literally the one for self-development and doing amazing things. And she got a book as well. So she got a what? She got a book. A book. A book. A book oh sis. my god. Because it's dope or whatever. Oh my god. I know. You, she sounds lit. She's you should lit. keep her as a friend. You want her you in know, your life. <laughs> I don't know. She's yeah, she's just dope. Um a couple of honorable mentions, sorry, just because we're here. Hair by Peach. Um, she does dope hair, hairstylist. Um, and she she's a little bit annoying, but she's so dope. We gotta check her out, seriously. Um G's Kitchen, um, making succulent Jamaican food, um, hair ego beauty. Um, who was Rebecca Tembo, um, Clamp Agency. Oh my gosh, Clamp Agency. Listen, I think this that's gonna be a platform that that's gonna be an agency that we're gonna hear about in a year's time. We're gonna be like, oh, whoa, um, a Vamp UK. Yep. Um, so many, and I feel like I'm gonna go home and be like, oh, I've missed out people. But yeah, just support black businesses, support female black businesses as well, because it is so hard for us out there to have our voices heard sometimes. And yeah, be empowered. This is the empowerment, empowering time. This isn't the time to be sad. Yes, be sad, but be sad in power and be sad with the intent to make changes happen tangibly. Um, love God, love people. Um, I, at the core, I just want love. I just want love to come back. I'm a, I'm a loving person. I'm, a, I'm not a fire. I'm a lover. So, um, to even see the divide in humanity is sad for me. So let's get back to a place where we can love and love people wholeheartedly, um, and hopefully peace will reign. And yeah, just romance each other, man. Um, and that's it for me. Do you have anything else to say, Chrissy? Amen. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Say, guys. Oh, woo! thank you guys so much for listening i hope you have enjoyed it i hope the conversation has kind of sparked something in you guys to go out do things as little or as as big as they are um thank you for kicking it with me sorry i've been gone for so long and we're back to regular programming very soon we have a website coming out soon as well where you can read articles we're trying to build the largest archive of female experiences on there as well so you can share your experiences share your stories and hopefully be inspired by other women who are strong enough to share theirs as well as dope articles about what's going on worldwide thank you so much for listening and i will catch you in the next episode bye bye guys bye <laughs> Oh,